Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and yes, I am back for my Pixel vacation. And joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. My God, you have a Pixel and you were on vacation. You you beat me for about by at least nine points. I take it back because I did listen to the other episode, and uh, I think you introduced, uh, you said, speaking of people I hate, and then you introduced <laughs> Russell, and uh, you were just speaking about me prior to that. So, you know, it's all right. I know you're jealous that we have the pixels. We have the pixels, but... It's it's jealousy. It's what what it is. It's self-hatred <laughs> reflecting outwards to to uh, parry off the self-destruction. The internet. Uh, so, found so, in the someday, so, someday I'll, I'll, I'll have I will have my review uh, hardware, and then I can finally open up my heart to love of everybody <laughs> who has a phone that I really, really want to have in my pocket. And another Pixel owner, fancy Pixel, the most wonderful phone. And I'm just teasing. Andy. I'm trying. I'm trying to say this with a straight face and see if Andy's face just kind of gives me the eyes. But uh, yes, Russell Ivanovich. Uh, app developer and owner of a pixel is also here we we are the one percent yasmin i saw a lot of people get on board the uh, the andy train after the last episode they're like we're with you andy we're with you we don't have a pixel either and, and we agree with everything you're saying well, it's you're, terrible you guys are almost literally the one percent because google is <laughs> having trouble shipping <laughs> phones by the time that they promised to ship phones i guess they they did not they in all the spreadsheets that they did they did not plan what if just for just for funsies the single most popular phone will be competing against will have to be completely recalled and canceled for six months and people will have 750 dollars in their pocket that they will want to spend on another android phone that's on the same so uh, so i guess you guys were lucky to get it like early in the game i actually i mean okay yes you know we russell and i haven't talked face to face after the pixel race which you mean after you, you, you ran away I after losing you losing know, I, ran away that's that's what i'm hearing here. you know I, I had to pay i had to pay lots of money for overnight shipping i was like i am gonna so win this pixel uh you know this pixel phone race and you just walked into a store put some money on the counter and walked out with a pixel no multiple pixels even then two uh, pixels like, take it's as many as you want take as many as selections rigged i i am unwilling <laughs> to accept uh the, the result here but uh but yes we, we I, I did actually get my pixel like a day before it was scheduled to arrive so thank you the people that are shipping project five i don't know if it goes directly to them they got me a pixel before it was actually set to arrive so that was super super uh, awesome and i actually had a dead pixel on my pixel so let me just i guess clarify just something here yasmin the pixel you got a day later than I did was missing a pixel or one of the pixels. I, I'd like to contend that I stole the pixel from your pixel. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yes, terrible <laughs> joke. A bad joke. You did. You took the pixel. Uh, but Project Fi, I you know, sent them a request, said, hey, I found a dead pixel. They troubleshooted some stuff. And I was like, yes, it really is a dead pixel. Did they send and you like said, a little CPR kit? Are you like, <laughs> yeah. No, One, no, no. They, two, they asked me three. several questions like, is it in the same spot? Is it different apps? Yada, yada, all that stuff. And I go, yes, yes, it's a dead pixel. And they said, all right, awesome. We will take, that, uh, take care of that for you. And they shipped me a brand new pixel and, you know, just shipped me the or the print the mailing label that I just put on a package and shipped back to them. So it was such a painless process. So shout out to Project Fi and their customer support because they took care of me. So I, w I managed to get two pixels in the time that Andy has. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can't say that. 
was it was it was it like be, was it like being a little girl with your Ken and Barbie, like before you send the back? Just want to look. They're kissing they went each out to other. Dinner, they went on some rides. They hung out for a while. They were best friends. They were best friends for a little bit, and I was like, "All right, Pixel, I know you're injured. You're gonna go and get fixed, and you're gonna go to a happy family that loves you very much. Hopefully, Hopefully they're gonna it's fix not, the Pixel. It's not this family. Bye bye. I'm never gonna see you again. But. <laughs> Oh geez, but what, I, I hope that your kids weren't like watching because you see, you see, honey, if you have one tiny, tiny infinitesimal defect, <laughs> mommy will notice and will not love you anymore. We'll send you back, and you'll be replaced with something that's almost exactly like you, but missing that tiny, tiny, tiny little problem. Now go and make your bed. Mommy will be checking your work in about five, 45 minutes. So the good thing about this... And then you keep a big cardboard box about the size of your daughter in the basement. Oh big Aaron. This way Walking out. around with a big label. Uh, I hope Is today the day, honey? I don't episode. know. <laughs> <laughs> Report card day. Better get the box ready just in case. Put this over here. This is your Halloween costume for the next no, four years. Uh, my my family has informed me that I have already passed the thirty day return policy, so unfortunately, you know, I'm stuck with them for life. So so there there's that. No, but okay. So the the cool thing about actually the Pixel being a dead Pixel is that at first when I got the Pixel phone, I put it in a case, which was a bad idea because the phone just the, the case I got just wasn't a nice case, so it just cheapened kind of the, the phone. So when I found out, hey, I'm going to replace this uh, this Pixel device, I took it out of the case, and it just felt like it's such a better device because I figured at that time, I don't no offense, sorry if anyone at Project Five is listening, but if I scratch this thing, um, it's not going to be my my phone that I have you know for for two years or whatnot. So look, I took good care of it. I just took it out of the case just to make sure, and that was actually uh, really nice because actually in my entire trip to Disneyland, I had it out of the case. And I didn't feel like it was going to fall out of my hand like the 6P. Um, so the change in size was actually really nice. And it was uh, such a great device. And I can't wait to talk about it because it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. But we're, we're pretty excited for this episode. Or did, I'm you, excited. Did, did you just name drop some extra stuff in there? You're like, yeah, I got Pixel. No, I got two Pixels. Also, I went to Disneyland. <laughs> It was like, it was not not even, not only that, okay, I went to Disneyland, got two pixels, and Nat and Lowe gave us a shout out for Material Podcast, so it was probably one of the best weeks of my life. Just kidding, family, of course, my marriage and the birth of my daughter were my most important days of my life, okay? <laughs> well, Yasmin, while you are away, I had the complete opposite customer service experience to what you had, so as a lot of our listeners know, I, I bought the original Note 7. I got the Note 7 replaced with the safe at Note 7, the one with the little S on the box and the, the green battery. And that initial process was smooth. Like I couldn't have asked for anything better. They they shipped me another one. They collected the, the previous one, no worries at all. Now when it's time for recall number two, I call them on the phone. I'm like, hey, you know, I'd like a refund on this thing. They're like, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll, 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 we'll get right on that. And then they didn't call me and I called them back and they're like, yeah, we're busy and I called them back and... Uh, two weeks later, I'm still sitting there with my Note 7, you know, turned off and, and reset it was meant to be. And then I got an email from Samsung saying, hey, if you happen to be flying, you know, anywhere in Australia or internationally, we've set up these pop-up things at, at the various airports that you can go to. I'm like, ooh, this could be a chance to pretend I'm getting on a flight, you know, for, for science, for journalism, for material podcast. Uh, so I went to uh, the Adelaide airport and my first problem was I took some of the information people. I'm like, do you know where the Samsung pop-up booth is? And they're like, the what? The what now? Like ah, oh. and so I wandered around the airport trying to find it. Someone actually knew where it was. Eventually, they're like, "Yeah, go past the Qantas lounge." So I wander past, 
And there's a Samsung sign that just looks like it's been sort of hastily erected on one of those you know, typical sales sort of extendy pole things. And there's just a guy sitting on a couch on a tablet. I'm like, is this is this it? And I'm looking at him and he's kind of looking at me and I'm kind of <laughs> looking at him. I'm, I'm like, are you the Samsung? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sorry, that's me. And he he sort of got the process started. He told me he'd been there for four days. So he'd been there for four full days, hadn't seen a single person. I don't know if that's because they couldn't find him or no one wanted <laughs> yeah, to return like, one. Uh, maybe they're having uh, trouble oh, finding him. Four days later, I was his they first customer. They were already customer. dead. <laughs> and so anyway, he didn't know what to do. He's getting out all the forms. He's like, i got to be honest. Like, I'm not sure which one of these forms I'm meant to fill out. I haven't dealt with this before. He's on the phone to his manager. He's on the phone to another manager. And oh, I'm, I'm trying to give him as much information as I can. And the whole time, I have to pretend like I'm catching a flight at 12 o'clock, right? Because the whole point of this pop-up booth thing is you're meant to go there like before you hop on a flight. And so he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm making you late from my flight. I'm oh, like, yes. No. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, I have. And I... And I Anyway, we got to about the half an hour mark. I'd given him all the information I could. You know, it seemed like he'd got it sorted, but he still couldn't get through some Samsung online portal thing that he was trying to do. And I'm like, <laughs> I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to go and catch my flight. So I just wandered <laughs> out of the airport. But the good news is eventually after all that process, Samsung did call me later that day and they're like, oh, we noticed you've returned the phone. Like we'll organize a refund. So I'm like, oh, finally. But yeah, the the huge irony in all this is had I bought it from a retail store, like from a phone carrier, which you think are the worst people on earth like to buy stuff from, not not the store staff, great people, you know, the people above those people, um, I would have got an instant refund just by walking through the door. I'm like, Samsung, why did I buy anything from you? Never again. Not bad. So there's a job that involves sitting on a sofa at an yeah. airport, doing nothing for four days, <laughs> and then when you are actually called into action, not ha- saying, I don't have the right form, but good luck with that. <laughs> not only that, but when I left, he hadn't given me a receipt nice. or anything. I'd handed over like a $1,300 phone to some random guy on a couch. I think I, I think that you were in danger of like ruining his scam. I thought he maybe he just like brought a, a super sweet sofa into the airport under the pretext of, you know, hey, I, I just want to, you know, I bought, I, my, my, I've got three days until my flight it's going to be be cheaper just to buy an Ikea sofa and just like kip out at the airport for three days. If we just say that we're trying to take bad phones out of people's hands, maybe I'll get away with that. But then you you called them on it and it was like the part of the sitcom where, uh-oh, I didn't think that I'd actually have to prove that I know David Cassidy and that I could actually get him to come to the prom. Oh, damn it. That's like <laughs> – you are the David Cassidy coming I, to the prom. I totally understand uh, not knowing exactly how everything's gonna gonna function and running into issues, but it's kind of like, dude, you've been there for four days. Yes, yeah, no one, one has come to you, but you think for <laughs> yeah, you had one job, and for four days you didn't do your research, or like, I who who help who was supposed to help you and prepare you for this because they need a talking to. So. Um, Sorry, Samson. I'm surprised he didn't use the perfect excuse. He, he could say that, oh, I, I, geez, I, I have a, I have a, 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 a Galaxy 7 for you, but damn, it's, it's somewhere in the sofa. Damn, well, well, help me take off the cushions. Maybe it's just slipped. Damn it. I, it was right here. Okay, well, here's 80, here's 84 cents. Okay, there you go. And here's, oh, here's a wrapper from that burger I had four weeks ago. And that's a perfect stalling technique. He wasn't even trained properly to be a layabout. But the best moment of the, the entire experience, apart from all this sort of weirdness, was when he was telling me about all the sweet, sweet, you know, Samsung upgrade options. He's like, we can give you an S7, then we'll give you a $200 voucher, and we'll give you this, and next time we'll give you that. He was so excited. Like, he finally got to do his sales pitch on someone, which I think he'd been training for those full four days and possibly before. And I just pulled out my Pixel phone. I'm like, um. Oh, so sorry. He's like, you've got one of those. I'm like, yeah, I have one of those. He's like, that's fine. Nothing more I can say. I guess we'll get you a refund. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think he might have thought you were holding an iPhone. Ooh, oh, 
do we just go mane. there? I'll just no. add this one bit. I know we're gonna. No, I'll save it for after the ad. <laughs> I'm gonna save it after the ad. I want to let's. I want to start talking about the pixel. I want to start talking about the pixel. Um, but but before that, we do have an ad. But also, Andy, you want to share something uh, fun that you found. On the, on the World Wide Web. Yes, uh, there is a really, really super awesome Android t-shirt that uh, if you were breaking into our Skype chat, uh, you have seen Yasmin and other people, I think, wearing. Uh, it's a designed by Virginia Poltrack. It's called Tasty Treats, and it's just a simple t-shirt that has twelve a buffet of 12 different snack items that if you are a member of the Android tribe, you will realize, you will recognize as Oh, those are all the code names of every single uh, every single version of Android going back to the very very first one. And if you're not part of the Android tribe, you will think, "Ooh, ice cream sandwich. Ooh, gingerbread. Ooh, a Kit Kat bar. Ooh, marshmallow s'mores. Ooh." And they'll at least be happy that they'll, they're in the mood for snacks. Uh, so uh, it's a. Uh, Obviously, this is not something you can just go to go to Hot Topics and get. Uh, Cotton Bureau, uh, she uh, prints them up at Cotton Bureau in runs, uh, and uh, until November seventh, you can order one by going to uh, Cotton Bureau. We will have the link for you in the show notes rather than reading the entire thing. Uh, but if you can spell Virginia Poltrack, and if you can, or if you can spell Tasty Treats, I think that you will have a good chance of finding it. Forty-one have been sold. There are six days left as we record. It's available in uh, gray and green. So yeah. Yes, a cupcake, donut, eclair, ice cream, gingerbread, honeycomb, ice cream sandwich, jelly bean, Kit Kat, lollipop, marshmallow, and I think nougat. Andy's just reading uh, his uh, Halloween uh, candies that he got trick-or-treating. <laughs> there, were, there were Kit Kat bars, full-size Kit Kat bars. Uh, I don't, Although that, that would be... I well, don't that would be the that would be the meanest thing to do. Like say, okay, oh here you go. Everyone gets one scoop of premium Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Just hold your bag out. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> uh, Sorry about all the contests. Yeah. Believe me, the great thing is even the candy you don't like that you've collected tonight will all taste like Ben and Jerry's ice cream because it's gonna melt and get so you, you wanna know something really, really cool, and I'm gonna make both of you really jealous. So that tasty treat shirt, the design. Uh, Virginia actually mailed me the design of that. Like she, she did it in, uh, I don't know if it was Sharpie, but like in a black marker. And so it's in my office framed in my office. It's potentially. I went to Disneyland. I've got three pixels (laughs) framed in my office. (laughs) Fine. Yes, man. Fine. I get it. Oh, please edit that out. Russell, you know, you are editing (laughs) the show. Oh no. Oh no. It it is a cool shirt though. shirt though. I missed out the first time around. So what did you call straight it? after the show? Shirt. Shirt. It is a cool T shirt. And yes. straight after the show I'm gonna be ordering me. my only problem is do I get material green or do I get the slightly It's more material boring, green but... all the way. It it really it looks epic in material green. Hmm. Get material green. All green and all the time. So that I can pay for this, Yasmin. This episode is brought to you by Linode. Uh, Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes them a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. Uh, you can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which now gets you two gigabytes of RAM. So you'll be able to choose your resources, which Linux distro you want, um, where in one of their data centers you want it located. And all this is just through the admin area. So you just click, 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 and suddenly you have a, a VPS ready to go. So... Uh, some of the things that you might like to do with Linode, you might to, like to run your own private Git server, you might like to host a large database, maybe run your own mail server, 
Um, you might just want to do some kind of you know computing in the cloud. And we use this for a lot of the the stuff that we do here at Shifty Jelly. So we're deploying sort of new you know Linode VPSs of various sizes all the time. And the, I've got to tell you, the native SSD storage and the 40 gigabit network and all the redundancy and everything else that comes along with that, super cool. We should check it out. So as a listener of the show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, so L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll get $20 towards your first plan. Um, you'll also get a seven-day money-back guarantee, so no pressure whatsoever. Go and sign up. So linode.com slash material to take advantage of that $20 credit. Or if you're super excited and you're at the checkout, Material20 is the promo code you want to use. We want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of FM. Yes, my, my Pixel vacation. That was uh, one thing as uh, two weeks ago I was talking about. I am going on vacation. And it's also like my daughter's first soccer game that week. Like I just want this Pixel phone because it's supposed to be the very best camera. And I really need it for my trip and everything. So I was really worried I wasn't going to get it. Uh, but it actually, like I said, arrived a day before it was supposed to. So that was awesome because I had the Pixel device in hand and ready to take onto my trip. Uh, but first impressions, first impressions when I first unboxed it, like, you know, I was pretty excited. And I'm going to say, I'm just going to be honest. Um, this phone is a phone that kind of has to, at least for me, has to grow on you because the design wasn't something that as soon as you opened it, you were like, whoa, this is the most beautiful device I've ever seen. Like, I mean, it didn't give me that same idea where when I opened this, the 6P, I was just like, wow, this device is beautiful. Like just all the, you know, the, the metal around it and the sharp edges. Like I just love that device. And when I got the, the Pixel, it's not that it's an ugly device, but it's just not revolutionary. It looks like I'm going to say it really does kind of look like an iPhone. And I'm going to say this because I was in a client meeting um, and I was trying to sell them on building an Android Wear app. And the, the person's like, oh, you have Android Wear. You, you use Android Wear with your iPhone. And I go, no, this isn't an iPhone. It's a Pixel. <laughs> so the client thought that my phone was actually an iPhone. So, I mean, there's no denying it. It really does look like an iPhone. It has the rounded corners. So it's already off the bat, like not something completely different. It just looks kind of like an iPhone. And yes, the design has grown on me over time. But at first, I didn't get that wow factor that I was really, really looking for. Um, and so I tweeted out something that I, I people like were really, really confused. They're like, yes, man, it sounds like you're trying to say that this phone sucks. Uh, but what I said was getting trading in the 6P for the Pixel is almost like trading in an old um, sports car and not like a really vintage old sports car that's like amazing, but just like an older model. Uh, to the, I'm just going to say 2002 Mustang and, you know, trading it in for like an upgraded family car that has all the bells and whistles and has like Android Auto uh, built in. At first, you walk up to your brand new car and yes, it has all these awesome new features but you're kind of getting rid of the the like sports car, right? And it's uh, something that's you're like trading in and off the bat, you're just kind of missing this uh, this like more heavier, rugged, not rugged looking, but just like a nicer looking device. Um, but over time, you realize getting the upgraded phone and getting the upgraded um, car is actually like a way better car or unit that you would have ever had. But there's always this kind of like, oh, I missed that that sports car. Uh, but it's, ta you know, it's taken some time and I've had it for over a week now. And I just absolutely love, love, love this phone. So I'm just going to tell everyone off the bat, as soon as you open the Pixel, you may not be like head over heels in love with it. But once you start using it, you realize what an amazing device it is. I have a pixel here, Yasmin. It's so sad. You don't think I'm beautiful. Mm. 
It's just, I mean, the back of this glass thing, you know, I mean, everyone's already talking about the two-tone. Uh, the black doesn't look as bad, you know, it'll grow on you. Um, but it's, anyway, I, yeah, I, 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 want, I know Andy, Andy, you haven't had the, the phone for, you know, as long time as you says Russell and I, but you've been able to actually hold it in your hands. And what were your first impressions? Uh, I thought it was a it wasn't a really impressive static object, um, and I've been carrying the iPhone Seven Plus, like the jet, the the jet black version, uh, which I think is kind of the prettiest phone that's on the market today. Uh, and uh, I, I don't think there's anything that, that disappointed me about it. There was just nothing that really struck to me as wow, this is something that I really really want to have. I don't I don't I've got I've, I'm looking at seven different devices in front of me, and this is the one I really want to reach out and pick up. Uh, but there's a, there's the curb appeal that gets you to buy something, but what you really appreciate is how well this thing works after that. And as as uh, as strongly as I'm going to say that uh, the uh, the new iPhones are really really cool looking. You put it in a case if you've uh, <laughs> if you've got any sort of past experience with what happens to phones when you don't have them in cases, and then that looks like the case you put it in, and it looks like your phone instead of the one that's in all the ads. So you know, who cares? It's not. It's and, and also we've uh, like we talked about last week. Uh, it looks like uh, this was kind of a rush design where they had only nine months to put it together after negotiations with Huawei just completely collapsed. So this is, might not necessarily be what uh, Google industrial design uh, wants it to be. Uh, the next one, which will supposedly be out on a more conventional 18 to 24-month development cycle, will maybe look a little more fantastic. But uh, what what are people going to forgive uh, the fact that it's sort of a boring external design that looks like the iPhone or that it's underpowered or that the can the camera kind of stinks and the the fingerprint sensor takes a good second and a half to register and 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 so i think they made the right choices here definitely and that's one of the things that i like as i started using it i realized this is a completely stable device this is probably google's uh, well, it's Google's first, you know, phone, flagship phone. But this is one of the Android phones that is running close to pure Google as possible. Like, I'm not going to call it pure pure uh, Android, pure Google. I said pure Google. I'm not going to say it's pure Android because that's kind of changing where Pixel has a little bit different software than maybe, you know, the other Android uh, 7 devices like the Nexus devices were. Um, but this was probably one of the first phones that you could that Google could be really proud of, of putting their name behind it's stable. It's not bloated with anything. And oh my goodness, this camera. This camera is amazing. Um, I want to talk about this camera because when I got back from my trip, I I uh, was, everyone's like, how's your trip? And I was like, it's amazing. Look at these pictures that I captured. And every person that I showed these pictures of, and the pictures were shot like in the dark. Uh, there was a water uh, light, per not, they also had parades, but the, it, it was in Disneyland. And there's like this Ferris, uh, Ferris wheel behind me with all these colors and Mickey Mouse's face. And there is, it's in the water area and there's these lights. It was like a water light uh, feature production that they had. And the Pixel phone just captured it all so beautiful. Like I just... It was that moment, and maybe it was uh, the long day at Disneyland and having, you know, a few drinks and watching this parade, but it was one of those moments where I really thought, like, 
while I am able to actually capture this moment that I'm enjoying with my family, you know, it was, my, or it was our family's uh, first trip to Disneyland together, and I was able to capture it with the pixel, and it's doing such an excellent job where I can go back and show these pictures to grandparents and say, look at these awesome things. Like, this is, this is the experience we had, and everyone is just like, wow, that looks so beautiful. Um, so it really is that first phone that the camera doesn't take forever to uh, turn on. The camera is super, super quick. You know, double tap on the power button and boom, you have your camera on and activated. Um, and so that for me is worth it because so much uh, before we've all kind of as Android users, I mean, I know Samsung users really didn't have to deal with this, but as like people that love the pure Android experience had had to kind of sacrifice a bit when it came to the camera. Yeah, no, I, I definitely concur with that. And the interesting part for me is I, I thought it could be interesting in this episode to maybe compare the Pixel with some of the major sort of flagship phones that it's up against. And I do I do agree with both of you that this is like a version one from Google. Like it's it's maybe not the end of their, their product vision. You know, there's more revisions to go. Maybe it was a bit hurried getting out the gate. But I definitely agree that they got the basics right. Like everything that's inside that phone and the way everything works, it's it's solid. And I guess I'm slightly different to you, Yasmin. So I came from uh, the S7 Edge and the Note 7 for the few weeks. I was able to use it, you know, before it burnt too hot, <laughs> flew too high, you know, many, many Icarus jokes. But um, it it's funny picking up those both of those phones uh, in a phone store when the Note 7 arrived in the box. My first impression of a Samsung device these days is like, wow, like this is something different. You know, the glass is curved. It's, it's edge to edge. There's hardly any bezel on the top and bottom. It's they're very, very pretty devices and you sort of power them on and they've got these bright screens and everything sort of saturated and you're like, this is the future. Like this doesn't look like an iPhone. This looks, if anything to me, like better than an iPhone. And that's the one thing I miss going to this phone is you used to be able to show people like your S7, you hand it to them. They're like, oh, like I, I like this curve. I don't know how practical the curved edge was, but you hand it to them and it has that wow factor, you know, the immediate I've held your phone and I have to buy one of these. And I think with the Pixel, it doesn't have that. Like it took me a few days to, to grab me. But after a few days, I realized like I'm not fighting the Samsung software anymore. I'm not having to like uninstall weird apps that I happen to have installed on my phone. I'm not having to go to the Play Store and download apps that disable like some of the services that I don't want. Like none of this stuff is there. It's just, I guess it is sort of like a pure Google experience, maybe not pure Android experience, but it's the pure Google experience. And I have to say the software part, I love it. I absolutely love it. And the hardware in here is good as well. Like it's, I don't know if it's super smart putting it in such a boring case or if it's just like, you know, they had to because they rushed it and they, they sort of borrowed from some bits of a previous sort of HTC phone. But it is kind of like a nice Trojan horse to get a get a phone out there that's a bit unassuming. But, you know, after you've used it for a few days, you're like, I am really impressed with this thing. It's, yeah, but that's the main difference, I think. If someone walks into a phone store and this is sitting on a stand, I can't imagine them being immediately drawn to it and being like, oh, I must have this phone. Like it doesn't have that sort of external look to it. It's kind of interesting though to see the arc of uh, Android development and Android hardware development where consistently it's not – what what gets me more involved in Android isn't, oh my goodness, what a wonderful great piece of hardware that they've created. This is such a compelling piece of hardware. It's like – the list of 89 things that was such a terrible pain in the butt about Android when I used the very first like T-Mobile G1 phone. And it seems like every year they cross out another handful of things until two or three years ago, finally they crossed out enough that I actually wanted to have an Android as my main thing. And now it's, it, even now at the, this level of sophistication, 
it's not so much that I'm attracted to the Pixel because, again, wow, what a great design. And wow, this is a unique feature. I can't get anywhere else. It's, wow, I can actually count on the camera launching and taking pictures somewhere around the time where I want to take a picture. Uh, and that, that, is a, that is an exceptionally good thing. Uh, but uh, that, that's uh, – that's, uh, I'm, I'm yearning to see Google uh, or a handset maker create a feature that is – moves above and beyond they fixed a problem that i've been really really bugged by in the past uh because uh, I'm, again carrying around the uh, the iphone 7 uh especially kind of aggressively over the past two or three weeks trying to see what it could do as a camera every single time you see i've, I've shot over eight thousand pictures with it and of course it's, it's not because i've been that uh, diligent it's because if there's something where there's movement going on, I will just, I don't even think twice about it. I will just hold down the shutter button and take a million frames per second for a good 10 or 15 seconds. And then when I'm on my train home, look through the hundred of these pictures to find the one perfect moment where the flag in the, in the air was flapped exactly right. And there happened to be a bird, but it's not the one where the bird is slightly blocked by one of the cables of the bridge. The bird happens to be right in the middle of perfect. Whereas with the, with the Android, phones I would be cons I would consider it lucky if it around the moment that I tapped the shutter button it actually took a picture <laughs> and I I have sort of trained myself to not be quite so disappointed when the camera app does not even launch at all so the idea of being able to have that same sort of double tap the power button tap the tap the shutter button boom get a picture hold it down take a flurry of pictures and don't worry about choking the camera uh, that's what's going to get me really, really interested uh, in owning a Pixel phone, if not this year, the next year. Yeah, I definitely think, um, obviously, next year, I really hope that since they uh, would have time to actually go out and develop the, you know, the full experience that they really wanted to uh, set out to do, that it's really going to be a much uh, better hardware in terms on the outside of, of the outside of the case of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be... Apple's been doing some kind of odd things lately. This isn't about their laptops. This isn't about their other strategies. But um, I would like to. I would like it if Apple starts feeling pressure from companies like Google and even companies like Microsoft to say, "Well, there are phones where we will give you what you want, and we will let you do what you want to do with this." Uh, as opposed to the iPhone ecosystem, where it's no, this is the we're we're releasing exactly two phones this year. We are discontinuing where we're going to be discontinuing maybe the phone that you liked. You can't get that anymore, and we are the only makers of iOS devices. So if you don't like it this year, then wait till next year. And if you don't like them two or three years in a row, well, too bad. Uh, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens if you see some people who are not quite so locked into the iPhone. Suddenly next year, if they if if uh, Google does make that super cool looking design, where maybe they do something radical like you know, in addition to having it coated with uh, like black metal or gray metal, there's maybe some color on it as well, like a flash of color to make you think that maybe there is some hope and joy to be had somewhere else in the world, or a camera system that's brand new that's really interesting. And I wonder, uh, it's going to be cool to see if they manage to attract any iPhone users. Uh, to see what the transition would be like and what, what kind of a first impression it's going to make. Yeah, I, I thought so as well, Andy. And in fact, um, I, I, I thought about this. I thought, should I be the one to compare it to an iPhone? I thought, that's probably not fair. Like, I don't really use the iPhone full-time. Like, there, there are people out there who have used, you know, every single iPhone full-time nonstop. And I thought it could be interesting, you know, for this this special show to to get someone like that on board. And I know we talked about the Pixel last week. I know that... 
And you knew that I wouldn't have yes, one. That's yes. fine. That fine. Well. <laughs> fine. They tell me I'm on the list. All right. Fine. I've been I've been pondering something. So Hiroshi Lockheimer, I believe, tweeted something a week or so before the launch. He was saying, you know, it's been eight years since Android first came out. I think eight years from now we're going to look back on this day. And I've been trying to figure out exactly what was he pointing to. And I don't think it was anything to do with the software in particular or the assistant or anything like that. I think this is it. Google's gone to the phone game for the first time, you know, completely on their own with a manufacturing partner. And I think this is the beginning of something very, very big. I don't know if their intention was to capture iPhone people this round, but I will tell you all the iPhone people I've, I've talked to, they haven't been disappointed. Normally, the problem has always been they go and buy a cheap Android phone, so they get the 5X <laughs> and they're like, this thing's not as good as my iPhone, it's plastic. And it, I'm like, it costs like a third of the price, if not like a quarter. But you can't convince people to make like a direct comparison, right? So this is the first time, flagship home, phone, expensive, top range components. So I thought it'd be cool to get um, Mike Hurley on our show, or Boss Man, as I guess we like to call him, to tell us a bit about what his experience is like, you know, having used an iPhone all this time and going out and buying his own Pixel and, and playing with it. So welcome to a very special segment of material. Uh, Mr. Mike Hurley, can I call you Boss Man? <laughs> Only in private. Okay, not on the show. No. What, what do you prefer to go by? I Mike is that? Mike I is know good. I in front of your name. Mike is good. Mike is right. good. So Mike, I understand you got the Google Pixel recently. Mm-hmm. The did you get the the XL or the the regular? Yeah, I went with XL. Excellent, excellent. So the reason we have you on the show is not just because you're the boss man, but also because this week we wanted to compare the Pixel with, I guess, a lot of the other flagship phones that are out there. So when you think about the phones that sell the mo- in the most volume, like the, the really popular phones, you've got the iPhone. That's, you know, number one. Everyone knows with the iPhone with the 7 and the 7 Plus, you know, the, the latest ones that are out. Um, on the other side of the fence, you've got Samsung, obviously, on the Android side uh, with things like the S7 and the S7 Edge. We're going to try and not make any Note 7 explodey jokes. In the <laughs> I show. already I had like right four part. in my head. <laughs> I knew you were ready to go with those. I like not we're to make so them. Defensive. Like it's, it's too easy a joke and I feel bad for Samsung, but sometimes you just can't help it. I <laughs> know. Oh, they did kind of walk walk into it with the whole, uh, yeah, we fixed it. Oh, oops, we didn't fix it thing. Yep. I, I think they kind of deserve what they get. But this show, Mike, you're the, the person, I guess, representing what it's like to to be an iPhone user, and I know you've used Android in the past. You're yep. not like a crazy diehard iPhone user, but someone who's used the iPhone who's using the Pixel for the first time. So I guess my first question for you is you get the box, you open the box. What what are your initial impressions? The boxing, like all of the unboxing stuff was amazing. Um, Google devised an interesting box itself, right? Like where you kind of unsheath the first box. That was kind of an interesting way of doing it. Um, it was a nice thing to open. I think the thing that I was most impressed with is the little touches. Like, I really love the fact that the cables have that little blue clip on them so you can clip them together. Yeah, that's nice. I've never seen that before, and I think that's really cool. Um, I also like that they include two cables, uh, and you don't need to get an adapter, right? Like, they give you a USB-C to USB-C for the charger, but then you also get USB to USB-C, um, which yeah, is great. Yeah, and also USB-A to USB-C adapter as well. I've never seen so many cables and adapters like in a, yeah. in a single phone box. Yeah, that, I think it's good. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, there's the quick switch thingamajig as well, which I did. I did the quick switch thing. Oh, and how did that go? It went pretty well. It took a long time, um, and I think that was because of images. Uh, I think it moved something like 15 gigabytes of images across. That, that took quite oh, wow. a while. Um, but I was really impressed with the moving of text messages 
So it took all of my iMessages, converted them to text messages, and they show up in the Messages app as if the conversations happened on the Pixel. Um, and it has all of my contacts and all of my calendars. So that's all in Google Calendar now. I'll tell you something interesting. Cause I've, been, I've used iCloud for this stuff forever just because of attrition. Now I'm considering moving all of this stuff to Google anyway because the hard work's done. It's all in there. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. It's all in there now. So I'm like, maybe I'll just move to Google Calendar. <laughs> they got you, Mike. Yeah, they, they got, got me. So what, what about in terms of the actual like device? Mm. Like you pulled it out of the box. You, I assume you saw leaks of it before it actually came How out. could you have avoided it? It, it was, it was <laughs> leaking everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Google are not renowned. For, I know Tim Cook once said, you know, we're going to double down on secrency and they still leak stuff. I think Google leak, you know, probably 10 times as much. But wh- what did you think? I mean, especially of the, I guess, the glass thing on the back that, that everyone's been talking about. So I have the black Pixel XL. Um, and I think that that's worth mentioning because I think from color to color, the device looks very different. Um, like on the silver version, that, that the little uh, glass back part, I think, is terrible looking to me because it's a different color, yeah. right? It's white, isn't it, on that one? Yeah, it's kind of like the phone is silver, but the actual glass is white. Yeah, and I, I don't like that look um, because of the weird two-toniness. On the black, I think it actually looks pretty okay. Like it, when I see the phone, it like it doesn't offend me, um, or it doesn't shock me. Like the 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 renders and all the images that we saw, it was like, no, this is not going to be good. But that reminds me of the six P as well. Um, yeah, that's true. When when I saw the images of that, I was like, hell no. But I had one of those, and I thought it was really good looking, actually, especially that little bar because they kind of owned it. Um, and I think that's a bit of what Google's doing here, right? They they need this for whatever reason, so they're owning it and just kind of going full throttle. But the one thing that I really like is the grippiness that that glass section provides. With the way that I hold my phone, I tend to always have a finger in that area. Um, so it's just adding an extra level of grip to the phone that I don't usually get. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think? So you're holding uh, the iPhone 7 Plus in one hand, you're yep. holding the Pixel XL on the other. Does the Pixel definitely feel grippier to you? It feels grippier, um, and it has sharper edges, which are easier um, to hold on to. Nice, nice. And what about the placement of the fingerprint sensor? Obviously, on the iPhone, it's down the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, you hit it generently with your thumb, or I guess it's on the table, your index finger. What What do you think about it being on the back? I much prefer it on the back. And, and I've felt this way um, since the first time I tried the 6P as well. Uh, I think that the fingerprint sensor being on the back is easier and more comfortable to hit. I tend to always have a finger in that area of the phone. I don't always have my thumb hovering around the chin. Um, with the iPhone, like yeah, I, it's sense. more considered that I have to do it. Um, but with the with the the Pixel, it's easier for me to hit it. And I am the world's biggest fan of the swiping down to pull down the notifications <laughs> on the fingerprint sensor. <laughs> That's interesting because I've actually turned that off. You, you, you enjoy that feature. Oh, I love it. I love it. I have triggered it a few times accidentally, which is a bit annoying because, as I say, like my, my finger is just in that area of the phone. Um, yeah. But I, I think that it's such a nice little touch and it's a, it's a great way to use a sensor that otherwise is, is, has one thing. It's, it's in a way kind of like a dumb sensor, right? Like it, has, it has one thing, which is just you yeah. to scan your fingerprint, when in theory it can do more. Um, and I would like to see them honestly go a step further with this and what other gestures can I do? Like what could swiping up do? What could swiping left and right do? And, and I think that, that could be quite interesting. 
And I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> oh, if, no, if knowing Android, somebody's already found a way to do it. <laughs> Don't give people ideas, Mike. So someone will be on this. In fact, when I first saw the leaks, I had assumed that, that entire top bit was a, some kind of a touchable area. I'm like, oh, no, mm. Google, what have you done? There's like a giant swipe area. It God, that would be terrible. It's just a little... Yeah, it's just a little sensor thing itself. So what about the other thing that Google hyped on stage, right? Is they're like, this is the greatest camera ever known to man. You know, we beat the HTC 10 by one point and Samsung and Apple as well. Like, have you had much chance to play with the camera? I will say this is a very good camera. I don't know what DxO Mark was smoking because it's not the best camera. <laughs> it's not the best camera. Like, all of the image comparison shots... My my favorite photos that I've seen, the Verge did a great one. My favorite photos come from the S7. Um, I think the S7 produces very vibrant, bright colored photos, which I like. Um, but they're less true to life, I think. The iPhone maybe produces more true to life shots, which I know a lot of people prefer. But I like bright, saturated colors, which is why I prefer the look of the S7. But from a day to day, just I mean, I haven't done any scientific testing. But I find the the quality of photos to be more reliable and consistent from the iPhone. Like I've taken some from the Pixel and they look just not good. And I think it might be the HDR that's got something to do with it. Um, because the, 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 the camera produces photos that look different to the viewfinder in many ways at times. Um, and I find that to be a strange thing. Uh, I'm very impressed with how quickly... The, the photos t- are taken. Um, I mean, I've, I've used enough Android devices in my time to know how inconsistent an experience that can be. Like the speed of actually hitting the shutter button and something happening and being ready for the next I can hear Yasmin on the other side of the world just like screaming right now. She's like, yeah. <laughs> it is, it, this is a way, <laughs> way better. Um, and I said the camera's really good, but I personally prefer the 7 Plus's camera. Also because I can do more with that camera, right? Like I have the two lenses, um, so there's there's more I can do with it. But the one thing that... Oh, go on. No, I was going to say that brings us to an interesting point is that the thing that Apple were pushing with the 7 Plus is like, look at our bokeh mode. The thing, I think it just launched today, in fact, with iOS 10.1. Have you had a chance to play with the, the Pixel version of that? I think it's called Lens Blur. From yeah, I have. I have played with it, um, and I don't find it as fun an experience as Apple's portrait mode because there's no live preview, and I know that the live preview adds a level of complexity to Apple's because you have this game to play to get it to, to be in the butter zone to actually take the photo, but it makes the whole thing more fun to me to see how it's going to look um, and to kind of play around with it and move around and frame the shot so it looks good before I take it. Where with the Android one, this people will hate me for this. It feels very Android in that <laughs> you take a photo and then Please there's continue. this little positioning thing that you have to do and then you're given the shot and then you customize the shot, right? You can choose the area and then you do... It just feels... And again, like this isn't a bad thing. It's just by personal taste. This is way too fiddly for me. It's just way too fiddly. Yeah, you know what? Surprisingly enough, I actually agree with you. And the one bit of it i find really weird is on the iphone when you take one of these portrait photos it's, it's taken right you, you can say what you want about how it does the blurring and if it misses things or doesn't miss things but it, you've snapped the photo on the pixel actually asks you to lift your phone up and that just feels like a really unnatural gesture when you're taking a photo of someone to have to like raise your phone i, I don't know if you found the same thing it just seems strange so like I, I know that they're both taking their time and they're both like making you play these games 
but I prefer how you do it with the iPhone because it still feels more natural, like taking a regular photo. You're just getting it into focus or whatever. The raising of the phone afterwards just seems, it's just really weird to me. And I always feel like everything has to remain like deadly still or you're just going to ruin it. (laughs) Don't move because like I don't know what it's doing there. But what I assume is it's taking like more photos and then layering them together or something. And and the results of the pictures is I've had some um, with the Pixel that look really good. And I've had some that I've not been able to fix no matter what I do. And, And like I'm taking them like of an object and the middle of the object's fine. All of the rest of the object is blurred and there's nothing I can do to change it. Um, Where I found that the photos that I take with the Apple's portrait mode, I have a better sense before they're taken of how it's going to look. um, And I personally prefer that because they both suffer from the same problems in the way that they blur things around the edges and stuff like that. But I think that... (laughs) I think it's, it's clear that Apple considers this a marquee feature for the 7 Plus and the iPhone going forward and their camera, and Google sees it as just another feature they have in the camera app, like panoramas. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that impression as well. And it's, interestingly enough, I've had the best results from that feature um, on the S7, but the annoying thing about the S7 is it doesn't get you to move the camera or anything. It actually refocuses the camera, but that takes like three seconds. So you you snap the the shutter, mm-hmm. and then you can you physically watch it. You know, zoom in, zoom out. <laughs> Zoom in and like oh and yeah, the yeah same feeling you're like don't move nobody move we've got three seconds to take this shot like and it when it's of something still like of a I don't know a cup or a tree or something you get amazing results but yeah if it's of a person they're they're gonna move in that time you would think this is the thing like with that I I assumed that Apple could make theirs even better but they just wouldn't have an experience like that right like I'm sure that the two cameras could produce better portrait mode photos than what we get. But I just can't imagine them saying like a pop-up being like, now nobody moved. Like it just doesn't really feel like something that they would do. Like the way that they would do it is the way that they do it. And again, it's like this is just your personal preference as to what you prefer. Like do you want the best shot ever or do you want a fun experience? And for me, with something like this, I just want a fun experience because it's not the best photo in the world. If I wanted the best bokeh photos possible, I would buy an SLR and take them. So, Mike, speaking about the camera, I did notice um, you were posting in a Real FM Slack channel um, some of the video sort of stabilization things. And a big sort of difference between the iPhone and Android is Apple said, hey, we're doing hardware OS. You know, it's all going to be done in the actual chip itself. And Google said, you know, no, we've got machine learning and the other stuff. We're going to do it in software instead. How have you found the difference between those two? So, I am like equal parts mind blown and disappointed with the video stabilization oh so the the at a, at a base level like when everything is working well it knocks the socks off of the stabilization on the iphone like i've done some tests on just like walking down a street again i did some stuff again not very scientific uh for a vlog episode on my youtube channel where i kind of put them to like side by side and walked around with whoa, whoa, whoa. back up for a second mike you're a vlogger I am. Are you a famous vlogger? Uh, I have the the most small sliver of fame uh, available Ooh. for a vlogger, but you don't happen to know that guy that um, started Hisgate, do you? He, he was quite famous. <laughs> what a million views on YouTube? That guy, <laughs> million and a half, Mike. Million and a half. Come on. Sorry, you were saying about image stabilization before I sidetracked you. When it's working well, it is incredible, right? Like I can walk around and it's perfectly smooth. 
But because it's digital, it's doing whatever it is that it's doing. And there are times where the image is quite warped. Like you can see like there seems to be like some weird bending in areas or I will move and it will move very suddenly. Like it doesn't move smoothly. Um, And also this can affect some of the color, I think. Like there's weird kind of color that comes off in some instances. So my feeling about the, the stabilization is... I feel like maybe I need to learn to use it in the way that it wants to be used. But just just in general of just like what these two cameras can output in their best case scenarios for both the iPhone and the Pixel, the Pixel provides more stabilized, better looking footage than the iPhone for that. From the actual quality of the camera image, I have found the iPhone's quality to be more consistently better because the Pixel is doing strange things because of the stabilization. Yeah, that makes sense. So would it be fair to say that the iPhone is easier to shoot with, but the Pixel is potentially, if you knew all its quirks and sort of factored them in, you could actually get a better sort of end result? Depending on your, depending on what you're aiming for. Like if, if you're looking for the most stable footage, then definitely. Again, like if you're okay. looking for, for quality... I mean, the jury's still out, but I've been happier with just the raw quality of image from the iPhone than the Pixel. Yeah, okay. So if I'm hurtling down a mountain on like my mountain bike or whatever, I probably want the Pixel phone because, you know, otherwise it's going to be up and down, up and down. But if I'm just, you know, I don't know, shooting someone in a park, jumping over a, a bench or something, then maybe the iPhone is, is better for that overall. That's what I think. But I am really impressed with what they're able to do, with what Google is able to do with the digital stabilization. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I guess the other thing, Mike, that people often talk about is you get this slab of glass in your hand. It's got a screen on it. What What do you think of the Pixel screen compared to to the one on your iPhone? Oh, Russell, do I love OLED? <laughs> uh, join the club, Mike. We're in Team OLED. So I think Yasmin as well. I'm pretty sure Andy is too. Before I come back to that, I do want to mention that I think that there are many things about the iPhone screen that are better, um, especially with the stuff like night shift google's version of that is is kind of uh very peculiar the, the colors that it's it extreme, produces isn't it? i found it very hard it's it's very red like it basically it's like normal or red screen that, that there's no mid- yeah. in between it's it's very interesting it does i don't think it works very well um and there's a lot of stuff that i like i think the wide color gamut um i much prefer the way that colors look on the iPhone then on the Pixel I really like the white color gamut stuff it's it's more subtle but still very vibrant but what I love about OLED is everything to do with black yes I love the ambient screen stuff um and I'm trying out a Twitter app called Flamingo oh yep and it has an OLED theme which is amazing <laughs> <laughs> so like the whole back like everything all of like the the UI other than the text is just it's just the blackest of black. It's blacker than the phone frame, right? Yeah, it, it is. It, That's the interesting part, isn't it? Because the screen is actually way darker than the frame, which is slightly different on the iPhone. Like, I feel like Apple got their their black frame quite quite a lot blacker. How uh, much more black, right? How more black? I I really I really really like the I really like the advantages the OLED brings, um, and I think that the Pixel screen is one of the best screens that I've used. I do find the wide color stuff on on Apple's products more compelling on a day to day use, but I'm I'm hopeful that Apple finds a way to mix a lot of this stuff with OLED because I just think at a base level 
OLED screens are better than LED screens for or LCD screens for a lot of what they're doing. Yeah, you know, like I think that there's just some some interesting things that those types of screens can do that I would like to see the iPhone do. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess you, you probably almost answered this question, but if I was to give you the choice of an iPhone with an OLED screen that behaves in the same way as the Pixel one, or an iPhone with an LCD screen that does the wide gamut sort of stuff, which one would you pick? It's difficult because I, I love the wide gamut, right? Like if they can find a way to reproduce a lot of that type of look with an OLED, then I would go OLED because I want the best of both worlds, right? Who doesn't? <laughs> yes, everybody wants their cake. And uh, to be able to eat it too, Mike. <laughs> Speaking of which, Mike, uh, I'll direct your attention to the top of this phone. There's there's a peculiar little hole. It looks about three and a half millimeters wide. I don't know. Don't know if you know mm-hmm. what goes in there. How, how do you feel about this thing? I think that's called an antiquated port. <laughs> Is that what you call it in the Apple world? Th- it's done. It's a done technology. I think it's. I think it's called that. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, if it actually is one. Um, I don't know how I feel about. The headphone jack now like i've mostly come to terms with the fact that it's not on my iphone anymore and as of right now it's not been a problem because i've just been using the lightning headphones ask me in a week because i'm about to go on a trip it's the first time i've traveled uh, on a plane with the iphone which i where i think is going to be the biggest problem to the point that i'm thinking i will probably be buying head, uh, bluetooth headphones in the airport <laughs> I got to tell you, Mike, I got on a flight the other day and I was listening to something on my iPhone. I was using the iPhone at the time. I unplugged my headphones and I just instinctively went to jam them into my Mac. And I'm like, oh, these these don't go in here. And I guess I won't be listening to anything on here. Like, I, I get it. Apple's trying to sell it as an antiquated technology. I'm not sure if I'm on board yet, but it sounds like you're saying at the moment it hasn't bugged you too much that, that your phone of choice is missing a headphone jack. It's, it hasn't right now. I'm almost... I'm almost completely confident that it will once I take it on a trip again because no phone can provide me the battery life that I need when I travel. Yeah. You know, like there's just no such thing. And when I'm traveling, I'm always listening to something. So I think that's where the problem is going to start arising. And the only way I'm going to be able to fix it is with more technology and more, <laughs> more dongles to deal with. But that's more dongles, more dongles, more power cables. Having a headphone port is good. Uh, it annoys me equally that companies are promoting this as a feature as much as it annoys me that Apple took it away. <laughs> Fair enough. This is not a feature. Like, it's not a feature. It's just a thing you haven't taken away yet. I, I do believe now that Apple's done this, Ooh. we will not have headphone jacks on phones in five years' time. Like, they're all going to go because it gives you an excuse to get rid of it, right? Like, Apple has set the precedent but all phone manufacturers to remove them now, so they will. Yeah, like, I don't know if I'm on board with you, Mike. I, I think I might have the opposite opinion. I have a feeling that the headphone jack is here to stay for a while on things mm-hmm. like laptops and probably even Android phones. Like Motorola, for example, has already taken it away, which you know Apple people love to say. They're like, Motorola took it away. Motorola sells like five phones a year or something. Like no one, no one really cares. I, I don't. Motorola <laughs> were just looking for the headlines. <laughs> we did it too. We did Someone first. noticed us first. First, first <laughs> hands up first. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, time will tell. But I, I think for at least the next few years, like headphone jacks are going to still be a mainstay of the Android phone, only because. I get it. You get space if you remove it and whatever else, but I don't know that there's so many other technical advantages of, you know, using the same port for charging and sort of headphones. Speaking of, USB-C, Mike, how, how do you feel about it? As a connector, it is is great, right? It, it does what I want. 
um, and what I love about lightning connectors, right? That I don't have to put the connector in a specific way anymore. Um, I think that that's really good. Uh, I suffer with USB-C in the way that I suffer with lightning in that they're not everywhere, you know, like when, when lightning came out, like I had like one lightning cable and this is mostly similar, right? Like I don't have USB-C cables lying around all over the place. Uh, it still is a problem in that it's yet another cable, right? Like if I want to charge this thing, it's like it's a different cable. It's one that I have to take around, and I don't know who I blame for this, right? Like <laughs> I blame somebody. Well, one of these, Mike, is the standard, and the other one is not. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to uh, to figure this one out. <laughs> I think it's the standard if you pay for it. I think that's how <laughs> Apple thinks of it. I think I think that's I think that's what the MFI is all about. Um, I mean, ideally, I would love to see Apple move to a, a standard port. If, if they can get everything that they need from it, right? Like, I would love to see them go USB-C on a product like this just so I don't have to worry about it anymore, especially as it looks like all computers, all laptops are going USB-C. Like, I would love it if we could see USB-C everywhere. As I say, provided I don't lose anything for that, I don't know enough about the, what these things can provide. But what I do know that USB-C gives and what these Android phones take advantage of is the super fast charging, which is just stupendous ah yes let alone the fact that the battery life on this pixel is very impressive yeah very i'm very impressed yeah i think it's the first google phone i've seen where they haven't had to jam in like huge 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 batteries to get the same battery life like as an iphone it i've got the smaller one compared to you but i this lasts longer than my iphone 7 like easily i think the battery in here is actually slightly bigger than the one in the iphone but it's the first Google phone I've seen where you can like I put it on the table five hours ago and it's still charged. Like that's amazing. Like I um there was one of the days that I had the phone, I didn't have any time to kind of play with it. I had a busy day. And it was just left on my bedside table. It was charged the night before and like twenty four hours later I had ninety two percent battery life left. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's impressive. <laughs> and I opened up the little uh, battery thing and it said, Oh, we've got five more days <laughs> like this. And I'm like, Okay, Pixel, calm down. Um, but the the 15 minute charge for seven hours of battery life, that's the best you could possibly hope for considering current battery technology, right? Like, with where we are right now, we know we, we cannot have batteries that last an incredibly long time. Like, it's not something that can happen. Right, like you can't have a battery last you a week with the current technology that we have. But if I can have a phone that lets me charge it for a short period of time and I get the rest of the day, that is a massive win. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. And the other day, it bit me. Like I got home and I had, I think I had about 10 minutes to get a shower and like um, go somewhere else. And my phone was on 25% or something like, oh no. And I plugged it in. And I went and had a shower. I came back. It's on like fifty something percent. I'm like, whoa, we are we are ready to rock again. Like it's a it's a whole new world. So, moving on, we we're running short of time. Yasmin is going to kill me if this goes too long, Mike, because she wants to um say her bit about the pixel as well. Um, just make it a four hour episode. Like this is what the material <laughs> listeners want. This is what they're demanding. They're like longer shows. There's yeah. not enough of this stuff. Um, well, this is this is an unprecedented event here. I, I want to take a moment yes, on that. Please you do. can blame no, no, me now do, for going long. Because I have I consider myself to be a fair viewer of technology, right? Like I try my best to stick in all the camps. And I just want to mention something that's really annoying me that I'm seeing more in the Apple world, in that Google have made loads of phones. Right, because everybody's yeah. talking about this being Google's first phone, 
and it just really frustrates me that that people will not pay any attention to these things like the nick that all of the nexus line existed right we know this but it's that it wasn't a google phone right they were just phones that were made by companies presented to google and google put their stamp on yeah. them this is this really is i mean and i'm not telling it i'm not saying anything that the the listeners of this show don't know but i just want material listeners to know that there are people in the apple world that do understand the fact that this is google's first actual phone and that's why stuff like the battery life can be great right because finally android software and hardware can be intertwined at a a very low level and it is the combination of software and hardware type thing that makes all of this stuff better so I appreciate that this is Google's first real 4A and phones. And I also know that that's why this one is probably the best one that there's been. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you said that, Mike, actually, because it's it's funny. Like even on the Android side of the fence, you sometimes say, get people saying, oh, but Google's made this phone and Google's made this phone. But it's exactly like you say. This is the first one that Google sat down. You know, they designed the entire thing. They picked the components. They chose, you know, what goes where. And then they married the software with it. They're like, okay, if we're going to have this particular mm-hmm. chip on here, then, you know, we can do these kind of optimizations. We can do this sort of thing. You know, we can tweak playback here. And they went to extreme levels. Like one of the things I've noticed about this phone is when you sit it down next to an Android phone, and you might not have noticed this coming from iOS, but the touch responsiveness is just like so much better. And they even talk about that. You know, we optimize that down to, I don't know, eight milliseconds or whatever the hell it is. It's it's something insane that they finally like you put your finger down and it feels like the screen is moving with your finger. Whereas previously, it was almost imperceptible. But there was that little bit of oh, I've done some action and it's it's kind of following my finger, but not, but not really. I think this is the first Android phone that I've used where I haven't had any complaints like that. I I don't have complaints like that. I don't have complaints about speed. I don't have complaints about responsiveness, pinch to zoom stuff. Like I've had no complaints about any of that. And it is because this is the way that Google has been able to do it, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first phone that Google has had any hand in releasing where the software is different to what is widely available. Yeah. In fact, I don't believe 7.1 is actually out for any other device except the Pixel currently. I mean, it's coming to some of Google's other phones and maybe other phones eventually. But Even then, I assume it would be a different 7.1, right? Like it won't be the 7.1 that's on here because that's tailored for this device, which is also interesting for like, you know, the fragmentation argument and stuff. It's like now even Google's doing it, right? (laughs) It's like like just throwing caution to the wind here, right? We're we're making our own version of Android. It's, 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 It's interesting, but genuinely... This isn't even now. Like, I don't even see this as Google competing with Apple. They're not fighting with Apple. They're fighting with Samsung. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what this is all about. Like, they just want to make sure that it isn't Samsung with all of the control. I mean, every, you know, the way the last th- two or three months have panned out, I can't even imagine the happy dances inside <laughs> of Google right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it was just it was perfect, right? Like it's just perfect. <laughs> Th- their plan has been executed to a level that they could have never have imagined. Oh, man. You know, I I have no doubt there are conspiracy theories. Oh, there are, Mike. Right? I, I've read them. Are there? <laughs> uh, you know, like they put something in Android to make batteries explode. Um, it, but it's like it, this is perfect for them. And for as much as I am sad for Samsung that this happened, I am happy for Google that this happened. Because it gives them the shot that they really want and brings Samsung down a peg. To kind of bring this around a little bit, Mike, um, 
you're holding the Pixel in one hand, you're holding the iPhone in the other. If I said to you, all right, you have to snap your iPhone in half and you have to use the Pixel for the next six months, I guess what things would you miss and what things would you kind of be enjoying more? So the thing that I would be enjoying more is the customization. I am in the I like to customize camp. Now, that doesn't push me away from Apple that I have less customization, but every time I use Android, I appreciate that more and more, if that makes yep. sense. Like, it's not enough of a reason to make me switch, but I love that I can do it. You know, like that, that the Twitter app that I mentioned, Flamingo, I love that I was able to just go in and change every single color inside of the application. Because <laughs> I like to customize stuff. You know, I love that the things happen as they should. Like when I take a photo in the camera app, it automatically uploads to Dropbox. I don't need to upload Dropbox, uh, open Dropbox to do that. Yeah. You know, I love that I can take an image and just push it anywhere. And it, all of that stuff is just built so well within Android to make apps talk to each other and work with each other. Um, that's the stuff that I really tend to love. That that's that's what would make me be happy. But the things that I would miss, and and I, I catch a bit of flack for this when when I say it, but I I think the the general quality of a lot of applications is better on the iPhone, um, and the amount of quality applications that there are within a category is higher on the iPhone. Like I feel like I have more choice than what I do on Android. And it's because, you know, the, the iPhone has a, a richer community of developers because it's been around for longer and it has more experienced developers because it's been, they came from the Mac in a lot of instances. And maybe that's some of it. I don't know. But then I look at other applications like the Slack app. The Slack app is far superior on the iPhone. Like There is so much wrong about it on the Android, which just upsets me. Like it upsets me that it doesn't, that it uses iPhone emoji. That is annoying to me. It's like appreciate the platform that yeah, you're on or design weird. your own like Facebook did. Like they're the only two options. Either like you design your own or you use the platforms. You don't use another platforms emoji. Like it's just strange. But the, just the general design of the application, like this is a messaging app, but the information density is is so bad. Like, But it's not a thing that I feel when I'm on the iPhone. When I open the Slack app on an Android phone, I feel like I'm using an iPhone SE. <laughs> It's like this really weird feeling of like, what have you done to my screen? It's tiny now. So I would miss stuff like that. Like, I, I just feel like that there are more choices of application that work in the way that I expect for the things that I want to do. But on the flip side, there are applications on Android that exist that can't exist on the iPhone. So it's, 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 it's a, it's a double-edged sword for me. Yeah. No, that's that's fair enough. And I mean, we we really appreciate you coming on the show as well and kind of giving us those sort of thoughts. As I guess as a, as a parting sort of question, do you do you think do you think the Pixel is in any way going to sway some iPhone people over like to to Android or is it sort of too early for that? I think it has the best shot of doing this. Um and I think that the the best way to move people from iOS to Android is with Google's own made devices. I think that they have the best shot of doing it. I don't know why someone would necessarily choose to move from the iPhone to the Pixel. Like, I, I, This is a fantastic phone. It is easily the best, or at least my favorite Android phone that I've ever used because it works well, it looks good, and you know, I, I'm very happy with that. And and everything works the way that I would expect it to, et cetera, et cetera. But like I don't feel like that there is a knockout reason to make the switch. 
and I kind of feel this in both ways. Like the iPhone 7 Plus and the iPhone 7 doesn't have something that I can imagine would really pull someone from the pixel. Right? Like if that's the route that you've chosen, mm. these things that, you know, that they're not interesting enough in that way. Does that make sense? Like I just, I can't see why you would do it, but I feel like if anyone's going to move, then it would probably be to a, a Google made phone, maybe the pixel or the pixel two. And on that note, Mike Hurley, I can hear Yasmin yelling. She's like, get off. It's time for me to talk. So I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the show and giving us your thoughts on the, the pixel. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that was a, I, you know, I listened to the interview before. Uh, I was so, so bummed that I wasn't able to be a part of that interview. But I, I sent you some questions as I was waiting in line for Disneyland because I was like, oh, man, like this, the, the Pixel device um, coming from obviously like the all of us are Android users. We're going to get a different experience from it from an iPhone user, you know, when they're actually comparing it to, like you said, the iPhone, because obviously the Pixel device is probably going to be like the best phone that we are going to have as Android users, but isn't enough to get an iPhone user to say, I'm willing to kind of, to, to kind of give up. So give up the, the iPhone. So I <laughs> to give up on life. I've, give, I've given up on I life. Up I on may life, as well. I, I see no future anyway. I may as well down, degrade myself computers and have an Android they phone. They've, they've, I, Apple have abandoned me. I, I think the other, I just want to make one really quick point that I've noticed here in Australia, and I, I believe it's the same in the US as well. Google's advertising campaign for the uh, Pixel continues to this day. So we had a lot of pre-launch um, ads here in Australia. I thought, oh, that's probably going to fade out. No, it's it's still all over bus stops. It's still all over like posters. We're still having television ads for the Pixel. Um, I believe they did some full-page sort of spreads in some some big big newspapers as well. Like they are they are pushing this hard. Like that's that's a new thing as well. I think. Yeah, and um, I actually saw an ad that actually looked like an ad besides just their, like, white background and the floating image like they did for the, I think it was the, the not the 6P even, it was, like, for the Nexus 6. Uh, but, no, they, they actually had an ad that was uh, very much telling a story like it's these people on a on a it was actually it's probably because they partnered up with verizon and it was technically a verizon ad uh, but they're on the train and they're showing off the google assistant and then they go off and talking about hey you need a a network that's gonna you know provide all the coverage you need for the google assistant yada yada but they actually have this like nice ad and so you're really seeing them um, have this push on getting people to to buy the pixel device and so i I really do love this phone. Um, uh, quick notes, I did come from a 6P, a giant phone, to the Pixel, and it has been um, it has been a nice change. At first, everything looked super, super tiny, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, what did I do? Uh, but it's especially taking it on the trip and being able to hold the phone with one hand um, and being able to take pictures really quickly with one hand, like it, for me, that was all worth it. Uh, and so for me, like that was really cool, but I was also on our drive to California. Uh, was, I, from Arizona, it's like a six hour drive and I had to finish up some work. Um, that was only a little bit of pain point because I was finishing up a presentation and on the smaller screen. So it was just a little bit annoying, but I'm thinking about it and I'm like, no, you know, I really just do like this size. Um, and it just, it's such a nicer device. So we'll see next year if they come out with two different sizes, if I decide to, to go the bigger route or the smaller route. But I, I do think that the Pixel XL um, probably, I, I know you've seen it, Russell, but probably looks a bit more uh, 
Elaborate or luxury? I don't know. Huge. Luxury? It's the biggest, Yasmin. That's what everyone tells me. It's the best. It's the biggest. No, I, I had exactly the same experience as you. So I, I bought the Pixel and the XL because we need both for testing. That's that's what I told myself. Also because Philip wanted one. Um, you know, he deserves an Android phone as well, being our Android developer, I guess. But I held the two in my hand and initially I thought I'd made a mistake because I came from the S7 Edge, which is a reasonably big phone, you know, smaller bezels, but big screen. Um, I had the Note 7 for a few weeks, which is an even bigger device. And for the first day of using the Pixel, because I let Phil choose and he chose the bigger one, so I was left with the smaller one. I'm like, oh, no, what have I done? Like, I should have bought the bigger phone. But I had the same experience. A few days later, I'm like, no, this is a good size. It doesn't fall out of my pockets. It doesn't fall out of my hands. It's easy to tap things. And I don't think that's just me trying to convince myself that the one I have is the right one. I think for me personally, this is actually a better size of, of device. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll be in the same camp. Uh, I'm, again, carrying around the, the, the 7 Plus. It's not inconvenient, but... It's harder to find, believe it or not, one of the biggest things for me is that it's harder to find like pouches for my belt and for like the straps, my backpack and things like that, that will hold that comfortably. Wait a minute, Andy, are you, and, are you Batman? I have to ask. <laughs> Got a utility belt. I can either confirm nor deny. <laughs> But you know, it's it's weird the little thing. So it's, uh, just today, Amazon delivered uh, a new uh, Timbuktu. Uh, 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 it's a, a new Timbuktu a little a belt case, and I've been looking. I have I have a belt case that will fit uh, my 5x, but I don't have one. I've been I've been wearing like a backpack a lot. Uh, ever since like I've been using like a bicycle as one of my primary means of transportation, I've been looking for a, a phone case so I can wear it like it's so it's, instead of being like a horizontal loop, a vertical loop, so you can uh, stick it onto a, a, a strap. And I can't, it's just little things like that, that if I had, if I wanted to do that with the iPhone 7 plus or with like the a Note 7, it would have been how I have to like basically have this tiny mini backpack that becomes like a sub backpack blister, like a, you know, like a, like a koala baby koala hugging the mommy koala on the way to on the way to work every day and i don't want that uh, it's not it's putting things in pockets is not that big a deal now that it's the fall in new england and i've got lots of pockets but during like the warmer weather it was okay i got to make sure that i've got like one of my pants pockets that's not going to have like a whole bunch of other stuff in it because it's going to stretch out that i can put it in there but it's going to stretch out that pocket it's not going to have room for other things so i emotionally i I like the larger screen, but after using the 5X, for instance, uh, every day for the past year, I kind of appreciate that all I wanted was something that was a little bit bigger to give the user interface a little bit more breathing room. And I don't really need uh, the, the the much larger display, particularly since I've, I have a, a Kindle uh, that I absolutely love that I still carry with me anytime I know that I'm going to have time to read. So I'm using that as my reading device. I've got an iPad mini for when I'm traveling and I want to go super light. So I guess, I guess the answer is that instead of, instead of spending an extra $120 for a slightly larger phone, I've simply spent seven to $800 more for two extra gadgets <laughs> to carry around. <laughs> Speaking of extra gadgets, um, we're kind of uh, running late on time, uh, but a couple of uh, interesting announcements for people who were sort of, sort of uh, on tenterhooks uh, for uh, other Google hardware that's been announced but has not shipped yet. Uh, according to a uh, blog post on the Google blog, uh, Daydream View, uh, that's the furry, fuzzy felt uh, holder for your Daydream compatible phone, such as the Pixel that gives you VR. Uh, so it looks like that's going to be shipping on November 10th in the United States. It'll be available uh, from Verizon 
Verizon stores and Best Buy stores, as well as the Google Store uh, for 79 bucks. And on launch day, it's going to have uh, Hulu VR, YouTube VR, uh, <laughs> Google Play Movies VR, and also Street View VR. Uh, and if you're uh, worried about... Uh, if you're if you're concerned about oh well geez I don't want to watch Seinfeld in virtual reality in some sort of fake VR I refer you back to how cool it is to be using the Oculus Theater app just having this huge theater sort of experience uh, that's just going to mimic uh, for for the headset which is, I assume what they mean in addition to certain uh, virtual rea- actual 3D VR sort of views uh, they're also saying that the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times will have VR content along with a really cool app uh, called Star Chart VR which is what I'm going to be spending the first 31 hours straight <laughs> forsaking bathroom sleep and food uh, just basically being in the middle of the universe looking around at <laughs> at the stars and the view it's it looks like the 79 bucks the safest af- acid trip you can possibly possibly have so that looks like pretty good and stuff. i can't wait to um, receive my uh, free one russell so you oh. may have won the race, but I get one for free. So. Have you touched mm. one though, Yasmin? Here in retail stores in Australia, I don't know why, but they're glued to desk. Well, yeah, me. I always have to one up you. They're glued to desk, and it, it feels like material. And the thing is, it, it's glued on so hard that you can't even open the front of it. But I did get to touch the controller, and it feels like a good sort of size and weight. So there's that. I tried to yank it off the desk, but it didn't work. So I apologize, you know, listeners, for that. Speaking of people trying to yank things off desk or maybe off shelves, uh, Walmart accidentally put some Google Homes on shelves, according to a dude on Reddit. I just actually read that. I read that headline right there. Dude on Reddit. <laughs> I made that. I, I wrote that note. I take full responsibility. But that, that's we we do need to quote things as journalists accurately. It's some dude on Reddit. But it was, of course, you'll you'll see Android police and other people pick this up. That's where I first saw it. But yeah, I, I have no reason to believe to disbelieve the dude on Reddit that said that that some it was like four, four or five of them were out on shelves. And of course, he said, "I'm going to pretend I don't know this isn't supposed to be out on the shelf." Picked it up and like quick like a bunny <laughs> took it to the cashier. But then there was like a whoop 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 whoop. Do not sell. Do not sell. No. Uh, 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 uh. So, but at least you know. But at least you know that uh, they are the release is imminent. So it looks like uh, November tenth is uh, the super uh, all everyone gets everything day. Because uh, as soon as I read about this, I looked back to I actually uh, when uh, they were first went on sale, I went to and bought one, uh, pre ordered one on Walmart. Uh, there's actually a Walmart only a few miles away from my house. So I figure I'll get it faster if I just get pick it up there. And uh, even back in uh, early October, they were saying that perhaps it'll be ready for you by on November 10th, uh, that Thursday. So it looks like that is the day that you'll be able to pick up if you pre-ordered your Google so Home. So I actually, I think the mine is going to arrive before that. I think November 4th is the date that they're going to be released, at least in uh, Best Buy. I ordered mine from Best Buy. It's like two uh, days from now. Yeah, it's in two days. So, hey, Russell, what? Google Home, great Google I don't know how I'm going to get one in two days to beat oh, you, wait, Yasmin. can I, you get one in Australia? Oh, I could probably fly to the US. What's it take? 16 hours. If I leave now, I should be able to <laughs> arrive in a Walmart. Now, you might make it to the US in order one to get off the one. Shelf. I mean, yes. that guy's, the dude on Reddit's problem is he tried to pay for it. Like, I, if I've flown all the way to oh America, like, I'm not going to try and pay for it. You're not encouraging people to steal stuff, Russell. I'm like, I'm a foreigner. I don't understand your local buy things from the store laws. So confusing. That, that, that is a good point because you're at Walmart, so you're kind of expected to simply like take it out of the box and tear the box and drop the box and then leave the actual product in the middle of an aisle in a totally different department and perhaps leave your kids like somewhere there crying someplace else. I don't shop a lot at Walmart because I don't like the Walmart experience. I'm sorry. If you work at Walmart, I'm, I'm doubly sorry, but that's – 
Well, there that that escalated quickly. If there were Best Buy, <laughs> so if best there were Best Buy closer to my house than the Walmart. So, so check out. Um, I, I pre-ordered mine. It's supposed to be here by the end of the week. Google Home is coming to our family. Uh, I really hope that they deliver it like in a stork. You know, I've seen the movie Storks, and they're going to bundle it up in a, in a cute little uh, blanket, and they're going to come and deliver it right in front of my house. So uh, the, our family is. This is an online excited. order, Yasmin. Yes. What's what's your mother's maiden name? Which 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 store did you order this from? I just just need to know. Russell, you can't. This is a race you cannot win. You cannot win this. I will I win can this. Try. You can try. Uh, and I'm really excited to try it out because my absolute favorite thing about the Pixel is the daily brief I get with it um, on the Pixel with the Google Assistant. I say, okay, material, good morning or good evening. Good evening, And then it gives me a daily brief of my, yes, go try this out, Russell. You don't know. You're it kidding. tells you your events for the day. It tells you any reminders that you have. Um, and then it gives you the news, which you can actually reorder to the news what sources you that good you morning. have. So, yeah, good, good morning. morning or good, good evening. And it's good morning, say, Russell. Good... Yep. It is 11.27 a.m. Yep. The weather in Adelaide currently is 15 degrees and partly cloudy with a high of 17 degrees. Have a nice day. <laughs> Look at that. Have mine, nice see, mine day. tells you the events. Yeah. If you have it all set it up, it'll tell you re- events and reminders. Uh, one of them is really funny because I had a reminder to listen to the Mike podcast, uh, with the one you did with uh, Mike Russell, and it was like, also – Listen to Mike's podcast, and I was like, "Yes, yes, of course." It felt like it was like kind of like a drill sergeant, like telling me what I had to do. Um, but that's I, I absolutely love it. Uh, it's really funny if you include emojis in the your tasks, like your reminder. Google Assistant will read them out loud, so it's pretty funny. Uh, so it's pretty cool. And uh, the the best part is, like I said, you can edit your news sources. So it's a great way to feel kind of connected on what's going on in the world while you're getting ready for the day. So. It's coming to the Google Home. So those that don't have the Google Assistant on, the, on a Pixel device, don't worry. Get the Google Home. Yeah. The only bad thing of the, about all this is that we're starting to see a whole bunch of different content providers start to circle their wagons, so to speak. Uh, for instance, uh, I've got – every time I buy digital music, I tend to buy it through Amazon. So wouldn't it be wonderful if this wonderful device would allow me to play that music through the device? But no, Amazon – Not this is not Google's fault, but Amazon has said, no, 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 no. We, we want to keep that as an exclusive for – for our content similarly it's like uh, there are uh, you can get a, a whole bunch of different apps of course through uh through uh, the google's vr but you won't necessarily get netflix you won't necessarily get all these other companies that you've got your content and it's like oh god is it am i gonna have to make sure am i gonna have to lock myself into one hardware platform or am i gonna have to lock myself into one store for everything and once again we are back in the mid 90s where the industry that wants to is trying to make all these moves to protect so-called protect their business and remove us from having options. They are kind of forcing us to, well, maybe instead I will just, I will just buy CDs and rip them into MP3s because that way I get to control where I get that content from. And maybe I will continue to buy Blu-rays and then rip them into MP4 files. Cause that's the only way I can watch my videos on all the devices that I want to watch them on. I'm ready. My, I am so ready for this, uh, Google Home, I can either confirm or deny that I may or may not be walking around our house and pretending talking to the Google Home and like saying, okay, material, turn off the lights in my daughter's room and then turning off the lights just to kind of practice, you know, getting getting those uh, voice activation commands out there. 
Um, yeah, don't bring my husband on the show so he can't confirm that I've actually actually been doing that. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. If you are in the United States of America, this wonderful country, there's a lot of wonderful countries out there, but this is the one I live in. Go vote, please. Go uh, look up uh, where to early vote on Google, and it would actually tell you that. So thank you, Google, for providing everyone the resources so we can all be uh, prepared for this election. And Andy, where can people keep up with you? As usually, the price of a ticket on the Andy Anatko Thrill Ride Mountain is to spell my last name correctly. I'm Anatko on Instagram and on Twitter, and my uh, main blog is anatko.com and or go to suntimes.com for my tech writing for the Chicago Sun-Times. And Russell, where can people find you online? And also, congratulations on the Pocket Cast release. Oh, thanks. Yes, we did do an update for both iOS and Android. It Seem to go down well, which is good. Um, yes, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on the Twitter. You can also find me yelling at the Google Assistant because apparently you can say, OK, Material, <laughs> Lumos or Nox to get the flashlights to turn on and off. But all I got was results for Blue Mosque, Lumos, like the person, <laughs> Blue Moss, the Moss, and Sergio Ramos, who's a famous footballer. So there you go. Like it doesn't work for me, but maybe it works it for someone for else me. out there. <laughs> I tried it after it worked for me. Uh, one thing you're supposed... Just yes, me, just... just- just promise me you'll catch yourself before, you know, talking to your daughter, saying, daughter, brush your teeth and then go to bed. I wish. Did if you there, if do Google... your homework before we were leaving the house at oh my goodness. 6 if p.m. on that, Tuesday? Like bring me like a toothbrushing <laughs> robot or something, like a bedtime robot. I will. Yes, please make it happen. Please make it happen because that would make our lives so much easier. But you know what? Maybe we can tell Google Assistant uh, it's time for bed. And so then it's not really the parents telling her it's time for bed. It's a Google Assistant. And you, you have to listen to Google. It's all annoying, yeah. right? I think they did that joke on Silicon Valley. It was, it was quite well done. Like. I think that's the future, Yasmin. Get the get the robot to the say future. the mean things. That's the bad cop. You're the good cop. <laughs> All right. Until next time, stay in material. Buttocks, 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 buttocks. But you were supposed to say it with me, Andy. Was I? <laughs> And he set me up. He set me up. Russell, do you, do you know what do you know what she's talking about? <laughs> it just goes, it seems like she said a rude word just spontaneously. One week she was and suddenly just potty not... words are acceptable. <laughs> I know, terrible, terrible, Russell. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> it's 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 when it's when the, the, the these kids go to Disneyland and they say it's all wholesome, but they get they mix in with a bad I'll crowd. Tell you that, Mickey Mouse. He's he's always been shady. And they're cutting lines at the Matterhorn. Yeah. Pointing fingers at uh, the "It's a Small World" characters and disparaging their 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 their, their the, the beautiful, colorful garb of their native lands. <laughs>